done this um, spread over me. And they were contacted. They were able to get in contact with these people who were part of this prayer ministry. And if you believe, they said nothing. They had no knowledge. They didn't want to get these are these are these are ministers. Yet still, prayer warriors. And they said they they said I, I have no knowledge. And as the survival of the front, in my case, it was brought to the board members, the bishops and civil board members. They all had meetings with him. Number one, that they come and speak. That's what never at once they ever come to me. So I don't even know what happened within the meeting with him. So, number one, that he's been brought to me. He has brought to the forefront with me. And he never was set down after that. He never, never was set. My story. story. Say it, Lejeune. You don't know my story. The anguish and the guilt that consumed me. Grateful I can tell it. For no shall the shackles condemn me you don't know my story you just don't know for if you did you would lift up your hands so just let me tell you They may want to consider the fact that that person is victimizing no matter what their age may be at the time, whether they're 2, 4, 8, 12. Eventually, that child or that girl, that boy, they will go up. And then they will have a choice to speak about their abuse. In most cases, they don't. But in a case like this, where I made the I made the decision to speak up, I grew up. I got to the point where I was no longer intimidated by this person, and so that because all those years ago that probably I've got a handle on this forever because she's never open. She didn't realize it. Stop to think that. I would get the courage one day to speak up about it. And the reason 
courage to speak up about it is because I got tired of carrying it over. I got tired of, of pretending as survivor I got to the point where, you know what, my healing matters a little than worrying about stepping. I got to the place where I wanted to kind of say their psychological effects of sexual abuse, their shame, their post-traumatic stress. There are so many other things that can happen with you. And in my situation, I always had a lot of things going on. In terms of holding all that pain. And what those pedophiles don't realize is that one thing that child that you have taken advantage of, the innocence that you took from that person, one thing encourage to say, you know what? Then that I have a it can't stop me now. I'm no longer afraid of you. The day that my predator attacked me, the day I looked at it as a way for him to victimize me all over. Um, and that was call it Survivor 3, your phone, your phone is going out. I'm going to allow you to continue uh, just your phone, if you would, please, because I think what you're saying, we need to hear specifically, and we need to make sure that, that we're hearing what Survivor 3 has said. And what she said up until this point is the victimizer should remember and should know that all victims grow. They live. They continue. And these memories do not fade. What is done 20 years ago in the dark, the scripture said, be sure of one thing, your sins will find you out. Victimizers need to know that you will not escape the hands of God and that people just will sweep things under the rug. You need to know that there's, there's a time for you to walk and live by the integrity that you sing and preach about and teach about. You've got to. Survivor number three, have you? Hi. Uh, hello, how are you? Can you hear me better? Okay, I'll go, yeah. go right ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off in the middle of that, but I wanted to make sure the people are hearing you. Go right ahead. Um, that's okay. Basically, to anyone that's ever done this, my, my case is, a, is an example. You don't know when you go back to that person and reach out to them, Again, it's opening up those wounds. It would make this person think I would want to be friends with them on a social site. And, and that's what um, uh, you've expressed to me, is that this particular um, uh, gentleman, uh, not only did he victimize you, but I guess he saw you on Facebook and sent you a friend request. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. Yeah. And so I guess he thought to, you know, that don't worry about what I've done before. Uh, don't worry about that. And I, and I think in his twisted mind, he thought, because I'm friends with everybody in your family still, and because we still have that connection, I can reach out to you because I'm still in the family, so to speak. Wow. A little did he know, his reaching out to me gave me what I needed, finally, 
to say I'm going to deal with this ugly thing from my past for once and for all, and I'm not concerned with who does not like it. I am doing something for me. And every time I speak about it, it brings liberation. My freedom is more important now than holding stuff in, getting sick, constantly having stomach issues, because that's how it affected me. My survivor number two dealt with the depression of it. I dealt with the internalizing, the disease in the body. That's what I dealt with. Yeah. Because it affected me internally. Wow. So here we have um, this particular type of, 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 of Lord knows, um, what I want to say is, 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 a, is, 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 is more than a disease. It's a, it's a monster. Uh, this thing reaches out and it grabs you. It, 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 it holds you. It, it, it shapes your, your mind, makes you physically ill. And, uh, and, and so these things, I guess what I'm saying is, these things can't be minimized. They can't be uh, let down. That the victimizer needs to understand what they're pouring and putting in someone's life is something that's devastating to them psychologically, physically, in every way possible. Now, I, I just challenge, how can a man or even a woman of God, because pedophilia and rape from women to other women and young children in the church is on an increase. Um, how can these people claiming to be of God continue to look at the results and not be moved to say, I need some help? So the victimizer must first realize you need some help. It's time to change because you're leaving a trail of destruction. Now, I thank God we're talking to three survivors today, but, you know, I'm looking at those, and you ladies can chime in on this. What about those that have not made it, that didn't make it to survival? And, you know, what in the world has happened? Now the devil has used the church to be a place that doesn't prepare people for the kingdom of Christ, but prepares them to be bound, stricken in the world, afflicted. Some have turned into prostitutes. Some have, have, have taken on promiscuous behavior. Some have just had a life of turmoil. They have no trust for anything and anybody. Everything that sh they should have respect for has been totally destroyed as a result of these, these type of situations and things. And so this is what we're dealing with, and this is the seriousness of this particular broadcast today. And, that, and one thing, as we transition, because the victim, the victimizers, you know, you don't repent, you don't get this thing right, and, and don't just say, okay, I'm going to do a private interpretation or a private repentance and go back to God, because, no, there's a thing called restoration and restitution. Restitution is in order, and restoration is in order. It's a biblical construct. You find that repentance, confession, open confession. Now I know, seems like within our church uh, that we have this thing that we want to repent privately. We want to do our 
government publicly and repent privately and think God is going to accept it. But the devil is a liar. Um, these things must be repented of publicly. Number one, the problem is that we're having uh, in this particular, uh, as we've seen in this broadcast, the problem is that folks don't even acknowledge their sins. Man. And, Man. and when people don't acknowledge sins, how can we expect that people will be free from their sin? My God, have mercy. So the first stop is to even acknowledge. Everybody knows that an alcoholic must acknowledge his alcoholism first. A sexual addict must acknowledge their sexual addiction first. Uh, all of these things, uh, people must acknowledge they're wrong. And, and when sin is bound in the church, especially from church leadership, the first stop is acknowledgement of the sin. And I'm sorry to, to go on the soapbox here, and I'm going to let you ladies uh, speak here because we're going to make a transition uh, to speaking into those who have been victimized. Because there's some young ladies, there's some young men, even out there hearing this broadcast, wherever they are, that they need to know that they can be healed, that this is not the last day. You can make it. God is in the picture, and you can make it. But the first thing that I wanted to talk about, forgiveness, what it is and what it isn't. And there's no greater standard on the victim than there is on the one who has victimized. And, and this is the thing that seems like the church has twisted that those who have been victimized have a higher standard than even those who are the predators and the criminals that are committing the rapes and the crime. Go ahead, ladies. I'm sorry. I've over-talked. Go ahead. Let's say something from Pastor Burnett on something you just said about, um, I think you were just speaking on silence and, and of that sort, were you not? Yes, yes. Um, if I may, and I'm going to take this real quick, and then pick them one and two can speak. I'm going grab... I mean, I'm sorry, survivors. I went and I grabbed my Bible. Um, and I went to the scripture uh, in First Corinthians, I believe it's, it's chapter 5, it's Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. Concerning a matter, he was out of town, you know, whatever, but it was concerning a matter of a young man sleeping with his stepmother. And Paul said, um... He said, I also received a report of scandalous sex within your church family, a kind that wouldn't even be tolerated even outside the church. He said, one of your men is sleeping with his stepmother, and you are so busy and so above it all that it doesn't even faze you. He said, shouldn't this break your heart? Shouldn't it bring you to your knees in tears? Shouldn't this person and his conduct be confronted and dealt with? It, it, it's a whole, you know, I'm not going to read it all. Then I'll jump down to the sixth verse. He said, um, so then your slip and callous arrogance in these things bothers me. You pass it off as a small thing. Paul said, but it's anything but that. Yeast, too, is a small thing. But it works its way through a whole batch of bread. Dough, pretty sad. He said, so get rid of this. Get rid of this yeast. And then um, he go on. Uh, and he says, I wrote you an earlier letter that you shouldn't make yourselves at home among the sexually promiscuous. That's right. I 
didn't mean that you should have nothing to do at all to do with outsiders of that sort or with crooks, whether blue or white collar, or with spiritual phonies for that matter. You'd have to leave the whole entire um, entirely to do that. But I am saying that you shouldn't act as if everything is just fine when a friend who claims to be a Christian is promiscuous or crooked, is sick with God or rude to friends. He says, is drunk or become greedy and predatory. You can't just go along with this in treating it as acceptable behavior. But I'm not responsible for what the outsiders do, but don't we have some responsibility for those within our community of believers? God decides on the outsiders, but we need to decide when our brothers and sisters are out of line and, if necessary, clean house. That's right. Now, for those of you uh, who are listening to this and don't know where she's coming from, she's talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 5, it will blow your socks off as to the level of what forgiving Paul, full of the Holy Ghost, wrote to the Corinthian church. And exactly what Survivor uh, is saying here, that is vitally important. These things just cannot exist among the body of Christ. And go ahead and go ahead and complete your thought there. And, and you just can't, Paul said, um, I was reading it from a message Bible, but in another translation, he said to the church, he was appalled. Paul was, he, he was appalled and he was taken back that you hear of this and you know it's going on in the ministry and you're going to continue and turn your face as though it don't exist and continue business as usual. That's what the Church of God in Christ is doing. Yeah. As though it does not exist, it continues to sweep it under the rug and continue business as usual. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In fact, Paul even calls, and this a lot of people don't like this because Paul calls for those who have done these things and continue to do these things to just be put out among the, from the church, period. In fact, they're supposed to be delivered to Satan. Verse 5 says to be delivered to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. You know, I mean, these type of things are vitally important, and this is the egregiousness of the situation. But what would we say to those that have been victimized? Let's just help them just for a few minutes here. And give them some strength. Give them, give them the equipment and the tools that they need to stand because some of them that are listening to this broadcast are going through similar situations. Go ahead. Okay. Can I say something? Go right ahead. Um, what I would say to those that have gone through, maybe going through it now, is not about them. The forgiveness is to release this person. It's about freeing yourself. It's not saying she didn't harm me or she didn't harm me, but it's, it's about, you know, freeing yourself from this. I had to learn through my experience that, you know what? It wasn't so much forgiving him. I had to forgive myself. And that was difficult. Forgiving him again. Just have forgiven. I'm forgiving my Now that's why it's a problem. 
because why? I blamed my. Yeah. What should I have? What could I have done? You. Your, your phone is squaring off. Your phone is squaring off again, dear. But what you're saying, you're saying forgiving yourself for this. So first, first stop is to refocus where the real key is, and that's on on, on you and your healing, and and what you need to equip yourself to move forward in life. Go right ahead. Right, because for so long, like I said, it was easy to forgive. It was easier to forgive him than it was to forgive myself. That was where the problem came in. And a lot of times people have to realize you may not be there yet. You have to get there. I wasn't always at this point. But I had to get to a level of spiritual maturity where I could forgive him as well as myself, forgive others who are just as guilty as the perpetrator. And sometimes you can forgive people immediately, and sometimes you can't. And one thing you have to know, don't let people make you think forgiveness means you have to stay in relationships. That bothers me. That is like, it gets me. When people think you have to forgive and continue a relationship, no, I do not. That's right. Absolutely. I can forgive you, and I can leave your ministry, and I don't have to sit and eat chicken with you. But I forgive you. But I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be your friend on Facebook. I don't want to see you at my family function. But I can forgive you. But I don't have to have a relationship with you if I don't choose to. If you choose to, that's fine. Some people are able to do that. I don't want a relationship with this person. So don't that you have to do that for other people because that's how I live my life feeling that I had to pretend right at the expense of hurting myself wow I think of somebody number one and I think we all should also remember too that we're all God's children and one is not no more less important than the next we're all just important. And don't, because of the position that you hold, I'm just as important as you are. And I think that's what we all fall beneath that because we all, we don't think of ourselves as good as the next one, you know. And, and that's what we always have to remember who I am. I'm, I'm also God's child, you know. He is my father just as well as he's your father, you know. Right. And right. Don't, don't ever think that because the child doesn't speak out like, um, the father too and says we grow up but then we do when we don't grow when we don't come to that point that we can't voice our say and voice what we feel those same people may come up and do the same thing to somebody you that's very close to you and because they didn't get a chance to make this statement or to voice what has happened to them as a child those things have a way of repeating themselves you know, and that's another thing that we have to make sure that we stay vigilant on those those children who are being abused and those people that are hurting that's not saying anything. Don't let it come out to affect the next person that's close to you. That's what we always have to remember. You know, what they said goes around, comes around. We don't want that to happen. You know, 
So make sure, you know, we, like you say, find a way to be, let it out, expose it. The victim number, the survivor number three has never come out. Survivor myself, the one and two may not have never said anything, but you don't know this is what could affect us to the day we die. You know, we're holding it in. You know, right. and thank God that we was able to overcome that so we can still go on to be protected alive. It may have taken a little longer for us to recognize it because of one did it, like you said, he had that domino effect. And, you know, once the star comes out, it trickles on down to the next, to the next, to the next. So don't let it come to that point. You can forget, like you said, we're going to forgive them, but acknowledge the fact that who we are, we are somebody too. We're, so we're just as important as the first, the second, and third, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, so remember, we always, we are all children of God. We're all just as important. Oh, my God, I'm going to be the God of mercy.